0: Previously, on Box Cutters.
1: He sounds like he can get away with that sort of stuff. Uh, he's just, I think,
2: oblivious mm-hmm. to uh, like what that actually does to a person. Isn't that what they call nigging? <laughs> yes. It's a prime pick-up technique, pick- isn't it? Pick- if you're a straight guy. It's in the game. It's in the game.
0: Yeah. As long as you're peacocking. What's that? Nick, neck, neck. Peacocking? What's that? What's happening? You had too much.
1: Peacocking? As long as you're peacocking, neck, neck, neck. It's all right. Nick, neck, neck. neck.
0: BoxCutters, BoxCutters Hello and welcome to BoxCutters episode 362 How do you get those great big synth sounds in your music? My name's Brett Cropley, in the studio with us this episode To my left, Marion Blythe
3: Hello, internet
0: Nicola Holliday
1: Hi everyone
0: And Dave Lawson Thank you guys Good to be back. Man of uh, man of the hour of the uh, top rating show last night, oh, Dave. Smashed uh, it.
1: Oh, well.
0: M- Sunday might have night, been, in excess, never tear us apart.
1: Might have been, not man of the hour, might have been two minutes of the two hours <laughs> we're talking about.
3: Yes, but you were
1: nude. Well, mostly oh, nude. Mesh, oh,
4: there, was there was a no, mesh no top. Pants.
1: There was no pants and a mesh top. And a mesh top. And I wasn't sure how I'd feel when they said, well, do you, you're going to do undies and a mesh top. And oh. But when I was doing it in front of people, it felt really good getting pants <laughs> off. In front of it. Because you never show sure how you're going to react or feel like you might get a bit shy and self-conscious, mm, but it feels really good. Now, shouldn't
3: have gone... you have already specified in your contract? Because big stars have it like specified mm-hmm. in their contract if they're going to go nude or not go nude. I feel like that's something you should have already.
0: But that wasn't nude. No.
4: No. There was, a mesh top it was just like and having a small pair of shorts on,
1: the, right. so those, um,
4: those white ones. Yeah, he was, those weird white undies. David was
0: wearing more than Right Said Fred in uh, I'm mm. Too Sexy in that <laughs> yeah. music video. Yeah, it's
1: similar, though. Yes. Yeah, Very similar. similar. <laughs> more uh, sexy, though. So, much. yeah, no, I'm not the man of the hour, but I did watch it just to see what it turned out like. Because sure. I didn't want to tell too many people in case they cut your bits out. Yeah. And then I've got the family around the TV watching it, and they go, when are you on? You go, well... It was supposed to be just about so half an hour ago, but they've cut it out. Yeah.
3: Did your son go to bed or did you watch it with him? Oh, no. Were yeah. g- g- you going to watch it? If dis-
1: oh, I was going to say, there's boobs in it. but like, that's nothing, Probably nothing new to him anyway. <laughs> going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he kind of likes those. those. He's kind heart. of a life source. Uh, there's a couple of you know, feeders right there. That's what they are to him. <laughs> just um, makes him hungry. Yeah, but there were boobs and um, I had to see them on the day as well and talk to... It's quite hard to have a conversation with someone. Like you try and just chat normally... To someone who's completely topless <laughs> about what they do, and so oh, hello, what's your, you know, what's your name? Says, Why are you oh, waiting
0: for them to be ready yeah, with the shot? <laughs> yeah,
1: they're getting ready, just having a chat, <laughs> trying to look at the ceiling, seeing what colour the paint. Oh, the ceiling, and oh, 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 there you are. And she, so she was, she was very nice about it. and That's what she did. She was a professional nude. <laughs> <laughs> she was. That's a, that was her business. She worked part time. Really? Part-time, yeah, when did she, she speak? When she was,
3: as a newbie? No no, 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 no. She didn't speak, no.
1: but when she wasn't she doing. She strolls
3: around nude. T- Hang uh, on. Nude was stuff. she a boob double? No, or she, a boob she,
1: quadruple? No, because she,
3: really. No,
1: no. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, thank had, you. I got a laugh from Brad. No, they had. Um, <laughs> no, that's what she did. She was, um, I think, worked at one of the. Um, she, she was the penthouse pet of the year as well, which she pointed out. Yeah. So she. there's what it. <laughs> this is her business. Awesome. And she takes it very seriously. Good on her. So I'm not going to stand there and giggle and smirk, I'll, I'll take it seriously too. Thank right. you very much. You can giggle and smirk I'd probably later. giggle and smirk. <laughs> it was a bit, oh, babies. Uh, but, uh, but then I got, got myself together and went, okay, no, this is, we're all professional here and what we're trying to do is get this shot. Right. And your
3: boobs were out. so
1: Yeah, we, all had, them. we had everything out. Mm. Everyone had everything out. So mm. that was on. Mm. Um, and then so I didn't get to watch Chappelle. Yeah, that was, which was going <laughs> which, to be on tonight?
3: Which you were really disappointed in? Where?
1: Well, I don't know what they were thinking because they had um, they, they had the the, the InXS movie was they were saying all right it's going to be Sunday, and then a few days ago the Channel Nine moved Chappelle for today. They should have put it on. To, Chappelle's ah. just got out today out of. Um, yeah. The prison today
3: mm-hmm. So I imagine if They put it on tonight I'm really happily Completely oblivious To anything Chappelle yeah. I haven't yeah. seen One news story Read one news article Nothing
0: mm. But Steel Saunders uh, uh, oh. Facebook his feed Facebook has been. Is oh. oh. yeah. no, yeah.
4: Unbearable It's no, unbearable I nearly <laughs> Defiled it Or defriended But like every him or something. Every, really? every fifth oh, Every
3: fifth head. post oh. Is actually funny I feel yeah. like Voting on them Like, mm, But so. what he's doing Is he's trialling yeah. His material oh. Through Stenner on oh. us, we are the we are the unhappy oh, no. trial Sorry, audience. Si- I just uh,
4: I don't care. So I feel about like it. he's
3: like, oh, that one got that one got thirty six oh, likes. Oh, I'm gonna, I'll i will use see. that but one next week. He's putting Wednesday. it all into a
4: spreadsheet. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't care. Meanwhile, about it's going to
3: be last week's news by the time he. But
4: what relates. about mm. what about Torah?
0: Torah Bright, correct. Did she was on last night her? as well. I mean, so didn't the, even come third.
4: Wasn't she? I'm also
0: completely
3: oblivious to the whole Olympics. Don't even care. Don't even care.
0: It's only the Winter Olympics. Whatever. It's all stoners and snow. Yeah. Yeah,
3: We're in a fucking heat wave. Don't wanna don't wanna hear about
0: snow. Interestingly, uh, Channel ten were just pushing as hard as possible to for everybody not to watch either Chappelle or or in excess. They were saying forty five minutes and so you can become part of history by watching Tora get a gold medal, maybe um and and watch catch the other shows on catch up later on stay here stay here stay here <laughs> you can, wa- you can no watch mistake. someone
3: you've never heard of before maybe win an award that she might not because she might break her neck before i shouldn't say that but yeah it doesn't sound like it was probably going to hold many people's attention
0: has anybody been watching the Olympics? No. It looks, yeah. like, looks uh, like... I don't do it. But sport. I did see like snow that Miff
3: Warhurst was like a correspondent or something. Oh, no. And I thought, why would you do that? So We're Warhurst. supposed to be boycotting the stupid Olympics because they're idiotic and they're, you know, like all the controversy and
0: stuff. Because of Putin's gay. Yeah. 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 Well, all That's of true. it. Because like it
3: like just, All of the fails. Like, there's all sorts of, like, human rights injustices and, and all, you know, building problems oh, and yeah. the dogs, the fucking dogs. Sorry, I'm very sweary today.
0: What's up with the dogs? I not about the dogs. Mm-hmm. right
3: all the, they're, they're just culling all these dogs who have lived happily in the town for years and years, and people feed them and stuff in the parks, and they're just killing them because they're like, oh, we don't want mangy dogs hanging around. feral dogs. So people have been going in and trying to rescue them and rehome them before these people just shoot them in the head. So Not we're supposed to be boycotting. It. We're supposed boy-cotting. to be boycotting it as a nation of thoughtful people. And uh, I thought it was really weird that Miff agreed to be a I'm correspondent. i confused
4: by that. That's weird.
3: Wow, That took a long time for me to get to my point. Hmm. Hey, fact checker, check that out. Speaking
0: of fact checkers, I, I'd mm. like to welcome you, the listener at home, to the corrections department. What we're going to do this year is outsource our, our corrections <laughs> department. is going to come on board as a more formal mm. co-host and I think that'll work well as long as you guys can keep us honest any corrections that you want to give us we will then announce them in the next episode send them to corrections at boxcutters.net nice one guys that'll be our top of the agenda Mm. for next week and
3: it's really going to help us out because nicola types really loudly
0: (laughs) On this episode of Boxcutters, we're taking a bit of a look at the new show uh, with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, True Detective. We've got a a special guest in the studio, Lucas Testro, who you may have seen some of his work uh, on the telly, so we'll be having a bit of a chat with him. Uh, We are coming back to Marion's All My Crushes, which... I've missed that over over Christmas. You don't
3: know who to crush on now.
0: I know, I know. I need guidance. We'll be telling you what to watch and having a look at some of the letters that have come in over the last couple of months. That'll but right. first, let's kick things off with the box cutters news. After uh, some tepid, critical uh, reception at Box Cutters here, uh, HBO has announced that Hello Ladies will not be returning for a second season. I feel really
3: bad about this. I feel like it's
4: my fault. You know, this comes
0: down primarily to you. It's Tuddy
3: and I. T- Taddy like was in full it. agreement with it. me. I thought it was really good. Me
4: too. The rest I, of I'm sorry,
3: long. fans of Hello Ladies. I didn't mean to ruin it for you. <laughs> yes, you did.
5: I really <laughs> did.
3: I didn't want it made. Actually You actually did. <clears throat> yeah, I did. Go me. Win for Marion. <laughs> what,
1: what, what show do you want on the chopping block now? Ooh.
3: Hate today tonight. Oh, no, wait. I feel like I have bagged today tonight several times, though, so maybe I had a hand in that.
0: Oh, what's next? <laughs> nice little segue there, hey. Marion. Because today tonight are no more. Huh? An email from Tom Warner at Channel 7 somehow made its way into the public saying uh, today we're announcing plans to transition to a one hour news bulletin at 6 pm in our Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane markets, effective from tonight. Today tonight didn't get to say goodbye. So no, does that mean no, that? There. Montage of, of.
3: Oh, wow. wow. There could We're have been the, ge- the gecko on the shoulder. shoulder and the, oh. But um, does that mean that they're doing what Channel 10's done, like by extending their news and putting hard hitting, like investigative Longer journalism stories, in it? Which it? is Second really half. just crap about yeah. crap. Yeah. So they're going to. Is that what they're doing? I yes. think so. Yeah, right. what,
0: and what tends to happen with one-hour commercial news broadcasts is that basically they almost run a half-hour news broadcast twice. So, yeah, so they do mm. return yeah. the to same. the same. Or they the top stories. Top stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they can actually get enough stories so that they can fill the time, it it's could funny. work. But I, I I'm not know. holding my breath. There's about now that. so
3: yeah. much, so many hours of news on free-to-air television, and I am inspired to watch zero of it. Well, yeah. so
0: much of it is just cross promotion. It's just. Yeah. Cool. Especially there
3: There's so many ads on Channel 7. So I have been watching My Kitchen Rules. Oh. And so that's the only free tour I've been watching. And there have been so many ads where all of the other stars from Channel 7 – are talking oh, about yeah. what's happening on the My Kitchen Rules. So so not only do you get the My Kitchen Rules, you know, like something happens in the show and then there's cut to the people in the studio talking about what just happened. Like, So they're whisking an egg and then cut to the people saying, so we whisked an egg and then <laughs> after the break they're going to whisk an egg. What <laughs> happens after they whisk the egg? And then there's all about it. And then in the ad break, so there's that, which drove Tuddy crazy. I was say, where's Tuddy? It drove Tuddy crazy. It was talk. one of this his angry man just
4: bits we can't But then recuts. in the ad,
3: you've got Koshi and whoever his oh, sidekick no. is saying, wow, so did you see them whisk, whisk that egg? egg? You oh. know where you can get eggs from? Coles mm. or somewhere.
4: Tuddy might lose it completely.
3: Mm. So yeah, I feel like we should egg, egg, if you'll pardon the pun, <laughs> Tuddy on <laughs> to, um, oh, nice. to get angry about that. His head might just
0: explode. Mm. Yes, and uh, keeping in the vein of programming news, Grant Denyer is looking a little bit shaky at the Seven Network on the axing of Slideshow. Mm. That had to
4: happen. Can you
3: oh, remind yeah. me who
0: Grant Didn't Denier is? Grant Denier, uh, he's, a, he's a... Is he
3: the little guy that did the, the weather?
0: He's a race car yeah, driver. The he did the weather right. on, on the morning show on oh, Channel 7. Is
4: that why he said he's going back to car racing?
0: Yes. Oh. So he had a big accident, I think, in 2011. That took him out of the I picture see. as far as car I racing it was a, goes. was quite a serious accident he had. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 oh, it wasn't...
4: Slideshow
3: was pretty Slideshow awful, was though. So which bad. was just so... Because they had some really good people on it, but it was bad.
4: But it was like they just took that one sketch from. Remember when Sean McAuliffe did that? Yes. And then just tried to make it into a whole show with yes. Ando? Like it was just. No. I think it's a
1: format, that one. They bought it. Yeah, the whole oh, I I thought they just
5: That's
4: took, stole the idea of.
1: No, I think it was f- from a format where they took it. Oh, not they Yeah. Like those yeah. weird
4: Japanese game shows.
0: Possibly, yeah. I love
4: those game shows. But he was, wasn't Grant Dunya doing Million Dollar Minute?
0: He was doing Mm. that as well. People reference uh, kind of diva moments backstage and and stuff like that. So Mm. apparently he's not making many friends.
3: I love that. Wasn't there something in there? There was something on the cover of Women's Day. There's some expose about Manu Fidel from My Kitchen Rules being drunk and disorderly and and having some party trick that disgusted everyone. But I don't know what it was because I I I didn't know what it
1: is. I know. Could be I that, feel el- like we that elephant trick. That. You know, when you, you, pull po- you pull the pockets out of your pants and then do the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know another one. I,
3: that's, I that's
0: your
5: party trick,
1: though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've, I've seen you do that.
1: <laughs> I also maybe read on the cover of one of those women's magazines while I was waiting at the supermarket. That he wanted to spend more time with his family, so that could be oh, that as well. Okay,
0: okay. Granddaddy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think him. Gd. So Max. maybe he was a <laughs> problem backstage. Maybe he wouldn't spend more time with the company. Either did, way, uh, he's lost two shows.
0: He did at one point uh, kind of early on with million, million Dollar Minute, I think in an interview say that he uh, he never kind of in his in his worst dreams imagined that he would be a game show host. Oops. Um, oh. Which uh, wow. also put people offside a
3: little Aspirant. bit. Yeah. Aspirant. Aspirant. Yeah. People don't like aspirational people. <laughs> We don't like, like, it's an Australian thing. Tall poppy's going to get cut down. And he's got no room to, well, he's got a lot of room to move, actually, on the tall poppy Surprised situation. It didn't go straight over his head. <laughs> yeah. oh.
0: Harsh. But that is the Boxcutters news.
3: This is Elmo from Sesame Street, and you're listening to Box Cutters, baby! <laughs> Lucas Testro is a director and writer based in Melbourne. He's worked on Australian television drama series including Winners and Losers and Neighbours. His award-winning short films Jigsaw Girl and Street Angel have played at festivals around the world and he made his theatre directing debut last year with the Melbourne Fringe Festival Hits Songs for Europe written by friends of box cutters John Richards and Lee Zachariah. Lucas also co-hosts Australia's favourite comics podcast Non-Canonical and is currently working on some exciting comics projects. He's just yesterday finished shooting his time travel comedy short film, I'm You, Dickhead, written by non-canonicals Larry Boxhall, with the help of a hugely successful Kickstarter project. And given all that general busyness, we're not entirely sure how he actually had the time to come into the studio tonight, but are not ruling out actual time travel. Lucas Testro, welcome to Box Cutters.
0: Thank you very much. What day is this? What year is this? <laughs> it's all days, all years. In podcast land. As That's you same. should know. Yes.
1: yes. Well, thank you for having me. So, you've just finished making a short film. How long were, were you shooting this film for? Uh, we shot it over Look, the last
2: two weekends. So, it's a four-day shoot. Right. Yeah. So, uh, shooting up in Sydney. and just flying down today. Oh. So, we are shooting out in a backyard yesterday in beautiful, like, 30-degree sun pumping down with a concrete... Oh, floor pumping yeah. back up, um, basically like being in a sauna for two days straight. So I'm, I'm sort of uh, in a daze at the moment. Why, why? If I make no sense whatsoever, I apologise. You're doing in well so far.
1: Why did you choose Sydney over Melbourne? Uh, I live there. Technically, okay. that's good. That yeah, makes sense. So you're leaving.
2: You're, you're just down here for the box code, You're just flown down to Melbourne to. Um, oh, actually priority. This is this gets into a whole different involved conversation, Dave. But no, no, okay. I I am from Melbourne originally and moved up to Sydney a couple of years ago. But then all my work continued to be in Melbourne. So it's sort of like I uh, I rent a summer home in Sydney and live with my parents in Melbourne. Oh, right. it's, okay. it's basically okay, how gotcha. it's felt for the last okay. two years.
3: <laughs> so uh, Melbourne work neighbors. I think that our listeners know that I'm maybe the only fan of Neighbours ever on Boxcar. I find this a
2: fascinating uh, little quirk of yours.
3: I love, I love Neighbours, but you can
2: say I love Boxcar, which is a little <laughs> arrogant, a little <laughs> arrogant. A little.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but my favourite thing about Neighbours, besides Dr. Carl Kennedy, is Toddy and Sonia And you, were you direct, Did you direct the like when Toddy and Sonia
2: got together? I, well, when they got back together, yeah, after that, because they had a big split yeah. when when Tody discovered that, that Sonia cake, was actually yeah. the natural mother of his like Tell foster them. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then they had a big riff, But I directed when they got back together. It was, be- after it was after that. Do yeah. you enjoy, do you enjoy
1: <laughs> directing Neighbours? Um, I obviously remember me from being Delivery Guy number one back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, to yep. Drew's garage. So I mean, I've, we've all that's been the only there. reason I've knocked you back <laughs> from okay. all those other parts in
2: there because I just felt you owned that so much. Yeah. The audience would never and that's move what on everyone past says when my audition for stuff. It's just no, you're
1: still that guy, the delivery guy number one. Um, do do you enjoy filming
2: at that pace? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's a definite particular skill set. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're necessarily have to be a good director to do it like it's a it's just a different unique like i know a lot of really talented directors who probably couldn't do it because it just requires some extra like the way you communicate and your level of planning so yeah there's a definite way you go through it and i enjoy it the other thing i really enjoy sort of like i think uh, myself and probably a lot of the people who work on that show aren't necessarily naturally fans of the show. I think you have to have a lot of respect. There are a lot of people who love it and live for the show.
0: Does it help not being a fan to be able to direct it?
2: I think. Well, I think it's essentially in anything you do, you've got to have something that you really personally attach to and you love and you're enthusiastic about. And I definitely always find those things. And you have to respect, you know, you're making that show for those people who love it. You can't start to get ashamed of the show or make it something out. Like, I talk a lot of the time, I think there's... Neighbours I always say You've got to own your cheese And I think that's really important In that show There's a particular kind of I don't want to say hokiness, But like I really like that There's an element of Like very self-conscious Kind of comedy To that show mm. That I think is really important um, So yeah Like I really enjoy That part of it And then firstly I enjoy like It's a very particular kind of machine, like the business in show business, that you'll get a a show like Neighbours, where you'll have some super talented actors who, like Margot Robbie is a perfect example, Mm -hmm. who came up uh, through Neighbours, her first acting job. She's now doing Wolf of Wall Street and is like the number one girl in Hollywood. Mm. And you get these people who are amazing actors. And I think a lot of time people underestimate how talented you have to be as an actor just to... Uh, really survive on that show. Just the, Even just the sheer amount of words, they have to learn and just know. Yeah. Because as a director, if an actor comes on to set and don't know their lines, like when you're in studio, we shoot a scene in about 20 to 25 minutes. So if the actor comes on and can't remember their lines, you're pretty much screwed. Right. Like it's, it's, you're just struggling to get through. So you rely on that. But So you'll have these really talented actors and then sometimes you'll have young kids who will be talented but haven't learnt their craft yet. They're learning it. And then you'll have some other ones who have no interest really in being actors. They want to be
0: celebrities. Mm. Delivery man number one, for example. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Well, look, I didn't want to name names for it, but yeah, I think we all knew who I was talking about.
1: I, um, after, after they shot my one scene, I told them where to stick it and I'm off to Hollywood. said, blow out your ass, I made it.
0: Where are you going? My and you know what happens? Yeah. You walk out
1: the door and everyone looks at their watch and they go, he'll be back in three months. <laughs> I was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was.
1: As uh, station master. <laughs>
3: What? Uh, hang on, you did two roles
1: the, uh, we're, not, we're not here to talk about my <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs>
2: career on neighbours Are you saying a radio station master or a train station? Uh, train station master They went on location
1: uh, Well, to Dorba University This is the old days, they don't do like, no location oh, okay. these days Dave. No, this was out at Stony Point Rail Railway The old, uh, not used railway to drop But this is when Billy and Anne, remember Billy and Anne? The yeah. big couple of yeah. the 90s They were leaving and a, uh, <laughs> On a train Yeah <laughs> Oh, well, I was up at Dorba. So look, this is not what I'm talking about <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I screwed it up and was never asked back um, but with the <laughs> neighbours, you screwed
3: things. up, conductor. <laughs> he got <laughs> Billy
1: <laughs> offside. You don't want to get Billy offside. The line was Kennedy, how's it going? I just said like that. I said, "Come to the party tonight," or something like that. And then <laughs> Anne turns up, and then that—that's it for me. No, no other storylines there. Um, so there's a few actors that it seems like the older actors who must just be going. This is great. Let's just keep our mouths shut. Do the job we're, we're paid to do and they would love it. Then there, you've got the the young ones who'd be happy that they've got a job and then what, are, the,
2: are there the middle ones who are thinking, shit, I wasn't supposed to be here for three years, I was only... I think you definitely, you definitely see that and um, I think the biggest thing you probably see on that show, very understandably, is when someone makes the decision they're going to leave. Like it's really... I think it's much easier to be enthusiastic about it while you're into it but uh, like you're saying it's it's a real it's hard work it's mm. hard graft doing that show there's so much work for the actors to be doing um and so when they've made their decision they're leaving and then they're just serving out the last month or two it in. <laughs> it's yeah it's regularly you, you sit down to have a conversation there about like this is you're still going to air how yeah. do you want to be remembered because sometimes you can see people just check out because it's like a prison sentence that which not a reflection on the show in any way (laughs) but just it's so much hard work and they're already thinking about you know they want to go to hollywood or whatever it is Um, but fortunately more often than not because they tend to be ambitious that um you know they want to give it their all right to the end which is great
1: i love the world of extras too and they made shows about that's why it's so interesting but um on that because pretty much when you turn up and say a few words you are just an extra who gets to speak but I love it. There's some extras who take it very seriously, and that's what they do. But then there's also other extras like who would do neighbors. They do it, you know, make a career out of being an extra. But then there's the others who are I wanting have, to further. I have their a friend who's career. a
3: career extra, and she's like brought her husband and children into the fold, and they're always in the cafe and neighbors. Right.
2: I the extras. She- it can be kind of terrifying for a director because you always it. So there's this like weird industrial law that says if the direct the director's not allowed to talk to an extra. So if you talk to an extra, they can go to their agent. And then they get a pay rise. What's I got direction? Yeah. Well, but yeah, but it's really, uh, you're never as a director given really clear instruction on what that line is of what it is you can say to them, right? Right. Um, and, and so, you know, especially as a sort of younger director, then you, you sort of always have producers coming, occasionally calling going, did you talk to somebody? Did you talk to somebody on set the other day about this? And you go, no, I didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> and and so, like, it's just easier not to, like there are other people who talk, whose job is to talk to the extra, but it just makes it super awkward because you're walking around the set, it was like someone bumps into you and then you don't want to, you don't want to say anything. <laughs> no, can, can, but just be rude. <laughs>
5: yeah, you, have <laughs> to, you, you have to, you exactly,
3: right? Exactly that
2: Lucas, what an obnoxious. Yeah. Well, I went up to one of them at the Christmas party who who is like one of the regular extras, and I like finally got to have this conversation and sort of said, "I'm really sorry, but like, you know, this is a reason why." And yep, yeah, she didn't seem really impressed. Convinced. But, mm. but some people like you hear these stories that it's fully like it's like they're seeking out to entrap. It's like it's like a honey trap or something for directors to get they're a spilling
3: like. coffee on you. <laughs>
2: oh, they're just Everywhere trying to try get a director. Yeah yeah, out yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Just grabbing your arm. Yeah. I'm not so. saying
2: that's every. Extra. I don't want yeah. extras like starting to write in and, and complain to you guys. But, how, but I think there are maybe one or two who do that. How many episodes would you do? Do you just do one episode at a time? No, no. no two so, you ep- shoot uh, TV in, in, in box of episodes, uh, which will vary from series to series. So, Neighbours, when I first started, was doing five episodes a week. So, you shoot a week. And then a couple of years ago, they increased to shoot six episodes in the same time as they right. used to shoot five. Right, so yeah, it's like it's machine gun.
1: Do you have to be on top of the storylines to know if they're going to give you a call? Do you have to know what everyone's doing and who's broken up with who? And
2: usually, I I I write for the I have written for the show as well as directed for the show. When you're directing for the show, you kind of maybe read like the last two or three weeks, but you can always just ask. Like, there's lots of meetings with the script producers and stuff where you can get filled in on what key points are. And then for, for writing, then becomes a little more demanding as far as what you know, because you actually have to start to give a sort of thought process right. to there. What to was the character. best thing you've written? I was just the ask best anything. thing I've written. Oh, the best thing I've written. I actually wrote one thing that ended up as one of those like internet screen caps where they they put huh. the screen cap and the text of like what your line of dialogue yeah, right. was on. And there was gifts. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure I was never going to get in. I, I don't know. This might be way too complicated to explain. On there was this really kind of out there story uh, that essentially involved one character seeing uh, another, like, kick the ball over the fence and it, next door, Kate, who's like the good girl in the show, was nude sunbaking with somebody and the, the boy who kicked it over had a crush on her and see her naked. And so this, this story goes on from there where through one means or another, he ended up getting the idea of Lou that he <laughs> Lou, should... Carpenter. Lou, Carp- oh, oh, Lou Carpenter. That, was that be Lou if he exposed himself to Kate... They would have a normal relationship (laughs) Ah, together. So I was handled this thing that I had to explain why Lou would, like, Lou's effectively this girl's quasi grandfather. (laughs) Why he'd be telling this guy Flash. So I had this whole other bit that then got cut out of the show where Lou was in an eBay war. He discovered eBay because it was the (laughs) easiest way to fleece people. And he was in an eBay war with this one other guy and was bidding on a pair of jugs. And this was how the topic (laughs) of breasts would come up. That bit got cut out. That got cut out. But anyway, so. He, he ended up doing this thing where he was going to flash Kate and got all ready. And so he goes to flash her, but instead of Kate walking in, it was Colette Mann's character, oh. Sheila, who runs the local pub. Hello. Embarrassed. And uh, so in the end, we all sort of made up. He made peace with Kate, and then Kate said she'd give him another chance uh, and they'd go out tonight, but she made him go to Sheila's bar. And so she, he walks into Sheila's bar all embarrassed, and I, I better pull this off now after such a long <laughs> wind up to this anyway and Sheila Sheila goes basically look don't worry honey we're not going to say anything more about it and and then goes great all relieved and goes okay can I get you a stiff drink or something ah, soft? Oh, that is that never, that's never. going to air. Went to air. Oh, Went to it? air. Oh, great. <laughs> so I can, retire, I can retire. Basically, I can
1: retire. That's great.
3: Ending on a high.
1: It must have been great when you wrote, tapped that one out. And gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is. But and did you get? What? Did you direct it as well? That one? No, no I, I didn't. didn't I
2: quite. didn't direct that okay. one. No. But that's
3: what I love about neighbours. There's so much, um, like, crazy humour. When Harold and Lou used to live together, their banter was like the old couple. Like, they had some. Really, really good banter. I think there's lots of um, there's lots of really cool, funny lines in Neighbors. I mean, some excellent writers have written for Neighbors, who are now you know like Marie Hardy and um, Kate Langbrook and uh, comedy people and whatever. So yeah, yeah
2: I think so. I, look, the, the thing about that show, like I was saying before, I think uh, some people underestimate the quality of the actors to be able to sell that. Like somebody um, uh, like Jackie Woodburn, who plays Susan Kirby mm. on that show. It's really easy to underestimate what an uh, like amazing actor she is that you get lines that through you go through script meetings and say all oh, this has to change and then some things you just don't win and you have to go in and there's a line you just think is terrible and then uh, she'll just she like, it. give it this dignity you didn't think it, it ever deserved. But it's like you rely on that but that's the same for everyone along the process. You've got these great writers who are like it's the, the 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 episodes are plotted so quickly it's like triage it's all plotted so quickly that then it gets handled to the writers who are like trying to make oh, okay. sense of this plot that's got holes and give a logic and then it's still got holes and gets handballed to the director who's trying to fix some things and then they catch it but then there's still all these other holes and then it ends up with the actors who are trying to fix it um and so you know it's uh, like such a it takes such an amount of skill to generate the amount of material mm. that they're creating in that fast time that I think people sometimes, you know, don't see that, which is fair enough. I mean, you're just turning on television. All you want to do is be entertained. But um, it's it's created in very particular circumstances. That would be fun just to get that storyline so you don't have to overthink it too
1: much. You're just given your part and you've got to write around that. That. Seems like it would be fun.
2: To write around it. To write around something that someone's hand, handballed to you, said, oh, here's the, here's the plot. Or oh, it, it can be. It can be sort of like, you know, sometimes you get something that just doesn't make sense to you and, the, well, it doesn't feel true to you and then you'll have a conversation about it and sometimes it gets explained in a way that you can do it and other times you have to find a way to right. kind of make it true. Um, so, yeah, but it's, but that's part of the job as well. Um, no, we
1: got. We, I'm not sure. There's heaps of other stuff we can talk, be talking to Lucas about. But one last Neighbours thing: we checked this the other day. Do you know who the longest-running um, star is on? Who's been on Neighbours the longest,
2: like non-stop? You uh, mean?
3: Mm-hmm. Is uh, it, was it non-stop or no, is it just he had over?
1: Oh, he has breaks. It, is it Paul? A is it Paul? No, not Paul. And it's not. It's, it's
2: not Carl. Not nope. Carl. Who is it? Lou.
3: Lou. Oh, Carl. of course, oh, yeah. has done the
2: most. Episodes of Neighbours, I believe, he actually celebrated. I think like his it was something crazy. It was like maybe it was his seventy. I'll probably get in trouble for that. I think it was like his seventy fifth birthday, but his, and his fiftieth year in show business. Wow. And like the last episodes I shot on the thing. No. But
3: um, I would have thought it was Harold. But, no, but uh, no, Harold, so hey, Harold's been no. lost at sea so many Toady. times. I thought it was Toddy. <laughs> I thought it was Toddy, sorry. I thought he it was going to be Toddy. Cuz was on it for a really yeah. long time. I do love Toddy. I think Toddy, Toddy's character is like the is the central character in Neighbors now, mm. like you know, yeah, that everything's kind of... And remember when Harold made that book, Harold... <laughs> I know too much about the Neighbours storyline. Harold made a book about Ramsey Street and Toadie was like the main character. He was the main thread through it. And
1: is like the guardian of that book these mm, days, yeah. I did a wee in a bush with Toddy in 1997. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you did it on, <laughs> on Harold's lawn. Because
2: there's this story... Do you know this story about Harold's <laughs> no. lawn? They have 24-hour, 24-7 security at the street. That uh, that neighbours is filmed on the real life Ramsey Street because, like, English backpackers used to go and take photos of themselves. Like, uh, urinating. An do, c- do anything? No, no. The castle. other one on, on the front lawn. D- uh, is it, is can I,
1: do- use do- do- can do- I use that do- is do- a, do- a do- do- yeah. Is it defecating? Yeah. Is that the word?
2: Is that word? Yeah, that would be on the a word lawn. for it on the lawn. And so at that point, yeah, they had to had to have twenty four seven security out the front. You just got to leave
1: um, bottles of water out. <laughs>
2: It stops. It stops
1: animals. It does. It'll stop a backpacker. That'll <laughs> stop a backpacker in his tracks.
5: Yeah,
1: it will. Um, so we've, got to, we've talked about neighbours. What else? Oh, now what? I need to ask also about your um, superstar European dance producer.
2: Is this? Are you a choreographer as well, or have I? <laughs> I misread this. <laughs> yeah, you, you must be reading a bit of my bio that I'm mm. not aware of, I yeah, think, Dave. No. The TS not bro. the listeners. Not I, think, I think that's Brett, yeah, yeah, that's TS bro. Bro. Oh, Okay. So you've got nothing There's to no do. There's no first name. It's Nothing to do. Bro.
1: Nothing to do with that's just you, <laughs> Tiestro. We're lucky to have Tiestro in this. So you, you're not a choreographer as well. That's just that's a lie.
2: No, that 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 bit's a lie. There was something about appreciating European art in there as well. Lie? Is that <laughs> right, is that pornography? Is that what that's a reference yes. to? Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah, you yeah do you okay. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Do you other like other than that? Yeah. No, no. Okay.
3: What's your dream writing or directing job? What show? What show? Would you uh, most I always said do?
2: when I I went through uh, when I went through film school, there were four directors going through. And I think everyone else wanted to do features, and I always thought if I could. Well, either write or direct uh, an episode of Doctor Who. I would be happy. That would be definitely oh. my dream job. That's a very popular show. Stephen Moffat, isn't it? if you're listening, <laughs> it is.
3: It is. We'll send him a memo. Right,
2: um, <laughs> right after Sean McAuliffe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that could still, you know, you
1: obviously haven't ruled that out. I hope.
2: No, hopefully not. I don't <laughs> know. Well, I'm I'm in the wrong continent and the wrong hemisphere. <laughs> but other than that, Dave, I feel like well, I'm on track. But they, where is it filmed? Over in. In Wales, in, in although they now they they you know because they started doing animations mm. of these missing episodes and they do them up in Erina in New South Wales. Oh right, so I don't. Oh you know, well, I should be back there, not in Victoria. Well, I guess they get, the they get neighbours over there in Wales. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, and for they sure. They might see this and go, "Hang on,
1: that was really that that was really well shot. Also, really good getting Who is your
3: sci-fi guy? cred on the sci-fi short film that you're filming now. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. What's so that? You should send
2: Which one is that? Down with time happen. travel. I just did a yeah time travel comedy short about a man who goes back in time to force his eight-year-old self to learn guitar so he can get more sex in the present oh. day. Oh. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I learn guitar. Doesn't work. you got to be
3: really oh, good. Oh, right. I was going to say, going back in time.
1: Oh, Dave, is there something nah, you're not telling us? You've got a kid. I heard you, about you, it. It you, must you, work. You, no, well, once. But... it uh, <laughs> Uh, and but it's not. You've got to be good at it. That's the other thing too.
2: Hang on, we're we talking about guitar or
1: uh, <laughs> anything. I think if you're good at guitar, you probably could at other stuff as well. So it's, it's you know, all about the fingers. It's, it's a, yeah, rhythm and. But, um, but yeah, no, that doesn't work. Um, so <laughs> how, how, tell how, us more. No, 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 I'm really interested the whole, in this I day.
2: Can, film is, I, I, had, is wrong.
1: I had braces as well at the time um, when I was learning guitar and decided to play it, play my electric guitar like Jimmy Hendrix, and got it caught the. On, on my absolutely true because I could only I could did only you get sl- electrified? no no I, didn't, no, I didn't but I could only I unplugged it went to the mirror but I could only slide it up and down because it was just pictured going to the you know going to the dentist I got it off eventually before going to the dentist with the just you know the, the, the guitar out the window of the car <laughs>
2: sitting in the waiting room Looking like a roof. Re- if I was that's, that's, that Dennis I'd leave you sitting in the waiting oh room for no. just a little. I'd be calling my friends <laughs> and oh get no. over, get over. Oh no. yeah, you got about ten minutes. This. I'll leave you this. But it actually
1: happened. But I can remember that, that um, the feeling will never leave leave me. Just realizing, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> this is nah this is not good. Uh, explaining this. Because You can't not. I mean, I could have removed the string. Later, I thought about it, but it wasn't my thought. I just pulled it really hard, and it came Ow. off. But, so that that didn't. Yeah, learning guitar. Maybe I wasn't cut out for guitar. Maybe it. Maybe I was more of a flautist or something. <laughs>
2: maybe I can invite you to the, the premiere of the film, and you can give like a counterpoint, <laughs> yeah. like a speech.
1: Well, how long is the film? Is it? Uh, what are we talking? Do you know yet? Uh, I don't know probably be like 10
2: 12 on oh,
3: cool aren't you doing because the Kickstarter project was really successful and you so you got your goal and then Ooh. you did an extended goal oh Dave. yes we feel can like do Dave could do this we you did out as with
2: that. a oh, this is this is true Marion good thinking what? Thank we you. did as a, a stretch goal we decided we did uh a thing called the commentary where we decided we would set a world record for the most number of commentaries on a short film DVD. Because having any commentary on a short film (laughs) DVD seems indulgent (laughs) anyway. So I suspect it's possibly going to be a world record for any film. No one's been able to tell me what the record is yet. I've found Mm. like four or six on some. But we're aiming for, like, you know... Different commentary tracks.
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, so you, that, that was good. Yeah. That was
2: easily, like, 10 minutes of material. Right, <laughs> Dave. You, you want it. It's,
1: it's yours. In fact,
2: you... you don't even have to come back. We could maybe yeah. just... Can break. can I just so, take this audio? I'll just whack to? it over the top.
1: Done. What do you go to? Boxcutters.com.au or something like that? What is it? Boxcutters.net. <laughs> oh, <got> <laughs> <dot> .net. <Jesus. laughs> he doesn't know, the <laughs> you know You'll find it. You just type in Boxcutters. It'll come up, you know, and then just rip it off that. What do How would you rip it?
0: How could you? <laughs> Anybody can just have it in there for free for that. We
3: should just clarify again. Dave doesn't know <clears throat> about the internet. Oh, I do.
1: Have I you do. tried getting
0: it through <laughs> Pirate Bay?
1: Pirate Bay, yeah. yeah. Pirate, Pirate Bay. Yeah.
0: Boxcutters.net slash Pirate Bay. Slash
1: Pirate Bay. And yeah. then just, yeah. you play it on your computer and then set up a, another recording device so you can record it off the speakers. Yeah. Done. And then put on your show.
0: Easy. Onto your cassette.
1: Yeah, on your cassette. On the cassette yeah. Press play and record at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Or it won't work. Billy Pinnell's <laughs> album show? Beatamax. Box Cutters. So, Neighbours has some webisodes <laughs> that go along with it. Uh, is that part of the main production or is that... Well, s- not, like I the, haven't the, had that the much... The work experience kids Weirdly,
2: um Weirdly, I'm, I'm not sure... I know they did a last batch of that that um, Scott Major, who's one of the actors on the show, played Luke... He's He's a director as well, done a lot of theatre and started to do more TV and he's done a few episodes of the show now. But I know he came through... Uh, he, did a, he did the last bunch of web series... They've got one on now that um, I don't know, um, I haven't worked on the show for a couple of months, so I don't know who's doing those ones. But that's actually how I came on the show the first time was I'd been a web director at All Saints and then they wanted to do something in the in the realm of web series then, mm-hmm. and, but just didn't know what it was going to be. And so, yeah, it was a big discussion then about how we were going to do it and whether that would be built in around it. But those things, they, they, they tend to be quite sort of contained one set and sort of a camera a much more sort of mini achievable thing than than trying to you know run it on like the show moves so fast it's really hard to work out like a space where you're going to stop and some second crew is going to come on and film something else for the internet it's it's hard to work out where you're going to find the minutes in the day to do that
0: well thanks lucas for coming in
2: <laughs> <Wow. I'm laughs> glad to end thanks, on man. that
5: <laughs> can you
1: say hi to larry for me if you, <laughs> i will i ask him if he remembers I me he might yeah, not sure, but,
5: <laughs> sure. yeah i
1: sorry to make it about him again <laughs>
0: Hi, I'm Tim Ferguson, and I listen, they listen, and you should listen to box cutters. They're sharp, they're small, and you can
1: take
6: over your own jumbo jet with them. Box cutters. Hard and cold, state CID. We found her. Farmer and his son. The spread wasn't scheduled for a burn. Uh, let's keep them here, and let's uh, tape off this road, and uh, give me your log. Okay, hey, Tell me what you see. Ligature marks on her wrist, ankles, and knees. Multiple shallow stab wounds to the abdomen. Hemorrhaging around throat. Lividity at the shoulders, thighs, and torso. She'd been on her back a while. Before he moved her. That's why they called him the tax man. The rest of us had these little notepads or something. He had this big ledger. Looked funny, walking door to door with it, like the tax man, which ain't bad as far as nicknames go. Yeah, of course, I've always taken a lot of notes. I mean, you never know what the thing's going to be, do you? A little detail somewhere way down the line makes you say... (gasps) breaks a case you know i i've seen all the different types we all fit a certain category the bully the charmer the uh surrogate dad the man possessed by ungovernable rage the brain and any of those types could be a good detective, and any of those types could be an incompetent shitheel. Which type were you? Oh, I was just a regular type dude with a big-ass dick. True
0: Detective is a new series on HBO Created and written by Nick Pizzolatto Starring Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, Michelle Monaghan, Michael Potts and Tori Kittles It's an eight part series And uh, it's set in Louisiana, not in New Orleans And it's set primarily in in flashback It's it's the two detectives, Woody Harrelson and... And Matthew McConaughey telling the story about investigating this crime from uh, 17 years ago. I
3: like it. Yeah, mm. I know. You know how I hate everything. Mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, I like it. That was particularly good thing last really time. I really like it.
2: I like it. I think you've got to watch it at a certain hour of the day or in a certain state of mind. Like, I've been quite tired for the last week. And yeah. uh, I've watched three episodes. I've never got through the full episode. Like In I'm, city. I'm really into it, yeah. and then I wake up and realize I've missed 45 minutes.
3: Yeah. I fell asleep during the the first episode and was really excited when I was woken up by the credits were rolling. It was Black Angels' song, and I love the Black Angels. They use music really well oh, through it. Yeah. There's, all the, there's all the kind thing. of yeah. hokey Southern kind Americana. of yeah Americana sound, and then yeah. there's really powerful rock stuff and. It, it like incidental music even the incidental yeah. music, the incidental really music it's got that really good drone. it's really very like, eerie. like the whole
2: show is kind of like seven it's like a tropical version of seven but I they have like a very I'm, similar um, i
3: likened it incident. i would liken it to twin peaks and i know you're not like allowed to liken anything to twin peaks because twin peaks was amazing and very of itself and whatever but just the darkness of it and the underlying kind of things about the characters that are that uh there's something unsettling kind of just below oh, the yeah. surface. And, yeah. and it's spiritual. Kind of like you
2: have the, – they're sort of eccentric characters and Matthew McConaughey's character definitely has this very different sort of semi-spiritual – well, for oh, a very yes. you know, uh, anti-religious man, but like the, this sort of mythic way of interpreting the world, which I think, again, yeah, to me it was like some weird mix of Twin Peaks jammed with Seven.
3: I think the main theme of the show is morality – it's all about morality. Every, like, almost every scene deals with morality in some way. In um, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but at one point they're in a brothel, and um, and Woody Harrelson's character is is telling the madam off for having it an underage girl and she just gives him this talking to about you know youth men think that they own women's bodies and then we actually put a price on it and you get all upset because you realize that the game's changed or whatever and and there's another in episode three there's only been three episodes at the moment when we're reviewing and um matthew mcconaughey does a Speak like a, a monologue. Is it mm-hmm. a <laughs> yep. He does a monologue when they're at a church uh, thing mm-hmm. about oh. about about organized religion, basically. And it's everything that you've ever seen in uh, in you know all those social media sites like atheists, whatever, and you know things that like memes that go around. But it's all of those put together and delivered really poignantly. And I just um, like you know you m- I, I don't particularly agree with all of the things that are uh, said or presented in it, but there are some really interesting points that are made about morality and particularly because Woody Harrelson's character is presented as the, you know, Mr. Detective. Everybody loves him. And the, the receptionist is always like, "Mm-hmm, you want your coffee kind of thing. And that he's great friends with everybody and he's the go-to mm, yeah. guy and whatever. But, when really guy. he is the one who has the broken morals.
2: That's and it, I think that's very deliberate though. I mean, mm. it's a show, it's really interesting at the moment because it's a show that's sort of so rich with, Symbols and it's mm. it's not quite clear how they're panning. Like, some of them seem quite obvious, but how they pan through. Even in the setting, it's this weird thing, like, you know, it's set in this district called Erath, E-R-A-T-H, which turns out to be, like, a real county anyway, but you see it there and you can't help. You, your eyes see Earth rather than that anyway, sort of setting up this world. But the city that they're in is St. Martinville, which has cannot be a coincidence that you call your main character Martin, in Saint Martinville, and he's he's clearly, I think he works really. His part of the flashbacks to me are much more successful at the moment than mm. Matthew McConaughey's part of it. But set him up as a moral hypocrite, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. and some of the shots as well.
3: Uh, like there was a shot where shot
2: by an Australian cinematographer Adam Markapur.
3: Oh, really? hmm. oh really? Oh really?
2: Yeah, who shot uh, Animal Kingdom?
3: Oh right. excellent! Because there was this excellent. bit where they were they were both waking up and they were cutting between shots of Matthew McConaughey in his chonky hotel room and he it's kind of all blue light and dark and he looks really kind of foreboding and then uh Woody Harrelson's character with his wife and the kids and you know waking up and the, with the sunlight drenching oh, them yeah. on the on the white sheets and whatever when really there's bad shit going on in both their homes but you know what's presented to the public and I guess us is in that moment, I, I, I think it's really powerfully made. And I hate, I hate detective stories. I hate CSI, <laughs> everything. I hate all of that stuff except for um, <coughs> Moonlighting. <Wonder>. Um, <laughs> they're very similar shows. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think they've given themselves a lot of latitude in telling the story in flashback mode, so they can mm. actually. That it doesn't have to go through kind of plotting as a procedural. Yeah. They can they yeah. can go to the highlights yeah. with each of them because actually, the so
2: the 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 wider story because it sets up this additional mystery. You've got the murder mystery, but there still is hanging because, in the, in the framing narrative of these interviews that are happening in the modern day, where it's cops interviewing Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, who were the cops there. So we know now that there's been another similar murder. Even though the guy they arrested is still in prison. So we have yeah. that thing, but there's still this mystery about why they're asking them yeah, these interviews in so much detail. Know, yeah. yeah, whether they're, they're trying to frame one of those guys yeah, for it. Yeah,
4: and I think at first I I thought, oh, it's, it's obvious. Whatever, whoever, Whatever's happened, it's Matt McConaughey's done it. And then you watch a few more and you're like, well, they're interviewing both of them. You don't actually quite know. Like at first you see him looking, you know, like an alcoholic and run down. And so you think, He's the bad guy. It's one of those ones but where. You don't realise maybe they're actually interviewing the other guy. Um, what's his name? Harrison. Woody Harrison. At first it looks like he's the good guy, but then you realise he's probably being interviewed as well for the same thing. But it's one of those interesting shows where better. you
2: watch it like half as a viewer just in the story and half as somebody who understands how television works and you go, right. well. Woody Harrelson, he's a pretty big actor and he's one of the two executive uh, producers. And at right. the moment, he's got a pretty thankless role. Like, Matthew McConaughey yeah. goes around sort of as, like, this Superman figure with all these miraculous powers. And, like, there's got to be something more that's going to come from Woody Harrelson, which is starting to come, you know, in that third episode. Suddenly there was so much more sort of texture with him. How it pans out, I don't know. I find, like, the the bits, what do you reckon about the Matthew McConaughey modern bit? He he seems like a totally separate character. Like, not only does he look different, but he acts different. Like, in the flashbacks, he never really makes eye contact with people. He's very, like, this closed-down figure, and he's very kind of open and, and exuberant
0: well, the story was that he'd come from being in deep, deep, deep cover mm. for for many years, and then was in homicide squad for for a few years. And obviously, well, I think they they state that he is he's not with the force anymore, no. and that's that's pretty obvi- obvious. But I think I think that that we can see that the damage from being mm. in deep cover, deep cover, which meant that he was taking a lot of drugs with, with yeah, these yes. baddies. and I feel like and something had a his, big effect um, on him.
4: And the loss of his child.
2: Yeah, but I feel like something the big wife. must have happened since those... since yeah, Because okay. the, the flashbacks oh, already yeah. happened after, after he's been that. in deep cover and we see who he is there and it's oh, so okay. different. And it's that weird... Like For me, it really th- threw me out for a long time. I was just thinking the other day, though, that it's a bit like... You know how sometimes when you're on public transport and then somebody's just a little too exuberant and nice and there's the bit of your brain that goes off and goes like oh there's something wrong with them and then you feel really bad like it's I'm a horrible person and it's what a horrible thing about humanity we think that and then they say something totally crazy and it turns out that they were crazy Uh, like I wonder like whether he's had some kind of Snap. In his Some, more
4: recent past, yeah, in between something.
2: the flashback yeah. and the modern. But time.
3: also, he, I mean, he looks, he's aged dramatically. Yeah.
2: It's amazing As how it they make him look so he, young. Obviously,
4: yeah. if, like, because you could, in the flashbacks, he's trying harder not to drink and he's got more reasons to do that. It's like he's just dropped his bundle, given up, has no reason to not do any of these things anymore. So, drinking, mm. drugs, probably, you know.
2: Yeah but, yeah, yeah, but I think some, I find even some, if you there just. Is something, obviously. Beyond, beyond the drinking, if you just watch like his levels of eye contact and yeah, listen to his voice, okay. it's yeah. like, it's so. Yeah, they're so different. It's noticed really fascinating. i as much
4: as, as you, Lucas, and I'll have more of a look. Because as you're saying, it's, I found I had to sort of watch them again because it is quite, it's sort of quiet and there's a lot of dialogue. And it's it's really, really deb- interesting to take on board. So I did have to watch them a few times to really get everything. Because you find
2: out, like they 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 have these really long scenes, and then they so it'll go on for yeah. like five minutes, and your attention will drift, and then they'll tell you the one key plot point, and yeah. they never repeat it, and you spend the rest of your going, what, who was that, yeah. what, what was yeah. it? <laughs> you have to go, oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you
3: can't. It's not one of those shows that you can start texting a friend no, or, or like to, checking but, Facebook or no, something. You need to you need to come, but it's worth it. Oh, I think yeah. it's it really. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm like Jonesy, I need the next episode.
4: I know, same. I keep asking
3: when the But is it's not available? they're not um it's not going to air. Super Bowl and, interrupted
2: yeah. things and
3: what I think it'll be hell.
4: available soon.
3: Oh no, it will. It was aired last, last night, night in the US.
2: Yeah. Does it annoy you though when you were talking, Marion, about like how it's about morality? It seems to me this it does fall into a bit of like the the, the Game of Thrones syndrome, maybe people could criticize that. It's like this series that's like in the plot line it's about the objectification of women that this person's killing these women but the show pretty clearly objectifies women like you have the first scene first episode has this big sex scene where the woman gets entirely naked the man doesn't get naked at all um the women are entirely every female character in that is either literally a prostitute or a mother Mm -hmm. there is not a single female detective in the modern day yeah. or in the past, oh, that's a good point. I find it like kind of weird.
3: But that's that's what I was saying about like I don't agree with the, I don't agree necessarily with what they're selling. But I think it's that it's delivered in a really. Interesting way That's entertaining And that's keeping me interested So mm. But yeah no, I mean I, ha- I I hate all that About Game of Thrones Game of Thrones as well But I'm addicted to Game of Thrones Yeah It's
2: really polished And when it came to uh, uh, Without oh. spoiling it there, There's a uh, You know there, I think when you get to the end Of the third episode There's a quite a long Sort of monologue For Matthew McConaughey At the end With mm. the old Matthew McConaughey Talking about something That the young Matthew McConaughey has, has been talking about Which is a lot about The kind of the futility Of human existence yes, And this yes. sort of stuff And that was like A really kind of Magical moment where you really felt the show suddenly sort of rear up and fire and it was all sort of coming together and then it then it combines with this amazing final image where they talk about like it continues it through with this line about how life is a dream and there's always a monster at the end and Mm -hmm. and it's got like i think one of the big sort of classic images in, in television, but possibly. But we can't talk yeah. about no. that.
3: But yeah. that was an amazing, yeah, yeah that's an amazing interview. There's certainly
2: incentive to, if, if you're struggling or you are falling asleep in them, to, to, to hang wet. to the end Get of episode three. Get to the
3: end three. of episode three. I like
4: the stuff that I, I like that stuff, uh, the, like, philosophical and sort of the conspiracy against the human race stuff. And I thought it sounded like a book I was reading, what's his name, Thomas Ligotti, the writer of the show, um, wrote a book. And he, the character that, McConaughey's character is, is very much from this Ligotti stuff, his, his sort of nihilistic view, but not he's not entirely nihilistic. And it came from that sort of weird fiction, southern gothic stuff. Yeah. And that, that sort of, again, reminded me a bit of um, American Horror Story and in a way that, that they're shooting it as anthologies and they'll do a season two with different, uh, you know, different story, like, you know, maybe different actors, but it'll still be True Detective. So they're doing a few... Anthology. So if they already
2: announced that the show is an anthology. It's yeah. not just going to be these, they'll yeah, go right. Ne- next yeah,
3: next season, like, they're going to do different, um, a whole different story with different characters and stuff.
4: Yeah.
2: What's the guy who created it? Do, do, do you know what the guy who created it has done? He do hasn't, know, Nick, he hasn't Nick done Nick much. Pizzolo, Nick
4: Pizzolatto. Pizzolatto. Yeah. he's um, Pizzolatto. What I'm impressed, impressed with is he wrote this whole thing himself.
3: Works. Right. Uh Between Here in the Yellow Sea and... Galveston novel. They're yeah, he's written yeah. two
4: novels, and yeah, he's the yeah he's the soul writer. It's soul pretty amazing. It's this, a really uh, high,
2: you know, not just polished, but it's a really high powered production mm. to come through. That if you know you've done
4: it's interesting. story of him,
3: what right. you were saying about how all the women are prostitutes and stuff and so women aren't treated very and oh, no, i didn't, i didn't notice that. i didn't know well i i didn't like the i did, i really didn't like that scene where the sex scene with woody and yeah that they're, that the women are always naked and there's all there's always this bullshit thing about the men can't get their clothes off or whatever and maybe it's because woody and matthew made it so they can See. <laughs> kind of. To be fair, there is a there a is a later girl. sex
2: scene where he does get more of his clothes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But
0: and and this was this was in the wake of uh, Dallas Buyers Club and Matthew yeah. McConaughey took off took off just extreme amounts of weight oh, for, for that, that, that belt. Insane. And and he's still quite gaunt. But yeah, he's this. still very
4: thin He looks
3: pretty good
0: Yeah, in he. he looks pretty yeah. But he's
4: got he's yeah. Put his muscle back, <laughs> but
3: he's still there's <laughs> that bit where he's mowing the lawn. I don't know about that. Anyway, um but Clementine Ford wrote an article um, for something, I don't know, last week or whatever about like what, the shows that women should be watching oh, this yep. season and she, you know, Orange is the New Black and Girls and whatever and, and gave little examples of... And she mentioned that bit in the brothel because it was... Supposedly, I guess empowering to women, which I, I didn't think it was. I thought it was just a really interesting point to be made, and I didn't think it was no, empowering prostitutes because it's not. I don't think it, was, I I not. think
4: it was. Whatever you know, I don't think. But it yeah, needs to be I thought, about. Well,
3: I don't think that women would be watching this show going,
4: "Yeah, you go no, girls, I don't you think get that's rude, why they're brutally it.
3: mutilated and treated like shit and beaten up." And
2: I mean, the female characters actually do get like there is a, another yeah. character in there. Who, who has a relationship with, with Woody Harrelson has interesting scenes. It's not like, again, it's you know, it's not like they're at a textual level putting women down or anything. It's no, more about yeah. the, the coded way I feel mm-hmm. like the show gets shown.
3: But also, I think his wife—that his wife's character will be—yeah, I think Michelle Monaghan will have. Yeah, I think she and has also, more of um, I quite liked the prostitute that um, Matthew uh, talks to to try and help him with the investigation. Like I think that she, well, she could, she could be developed into something, but she won't be. She'll just disappear into obscurity and get killed or something. But you know, we there's always see. the helpful hooker, isn't there? Always the helpful hooker. It's an age-old archetype.
0: <laughs> so it uh, it sounds like we're all on board, and we'll be continuing on. Oh, over definitely. The next five. Now it. I'm episodes. really
3: interested to know what Tuddy would have, <laughs> would have said because he and I are the only ones that always hate everything. I feel like he'd be nodding. He'd be nodding quietly in the corner
0: we might revisit with him uh, next week when Dave you're going to have to
3: watch studio. this Dave you're going
1: to get it yeah it sounds good thanks um, for reviewing that on, on, on board <laughs> I didn't know anything about it thought it could have been about a dog <laughs> you know
5: like a, a dog, dog detective sec- yeah, yeah. that's amazing well, yeah. Detective Oh uh, Inspector yeah. X. I think, I think it has director.
1: been done but that's what I sort of yeah. pictured in my head I had no idea and Lassie Lassie, Lassie, Lassie was kind of a detective good cast sounds like a great cast and mm. sounds like it's um, very um, good stuff to watch yeah they're both really strong
0: yeah, and uh, this is currently screening in the US on HBO, and is on locally on Foxtel.
4: It's on Showcase on Tuesdays at eight thirty.
3: All my crushes this week. I'm very excited about my female crush. In fact, I don't even care about the male crush. I don't even know why I have a boy crush this week because I only care about my girl crush, Mm -hmm. who is... This is an obscure one. And I have always crushed on this woman, but I've never been able to have her as a crush Mm -hmm. of the week because she's Mm -hmm. got nothing to do with television usually. Who is it? Usually. (laughs) But Girls is back.
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And Girls has been doing this weird thing of just getting every superstar they can find to do a cameo. And in episode one, in the mental health... No, it's a rehab facility. uh, There is a certain woman who is really bummed out by Jenna's, like, attitude, man. And um, it's Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth, One of my favourite fans ever. On your T-shirt as we speak. Oh, my God. On my T-shirt as we speak. And uh, meanwhile, she's awful. Her cameo is awful. It's the worst acting I've ever seen. But I don't care. It's Kim Gordon. She does cracky really well. Mm. I don't know if it's time casting or anything. No, she's awesome. Kim Gordon's awesome. And I love her. And she's my girl crush of the week. So I'm just going to have a token boy crush and say Matthew McConaughey because I haven't really, I don't know, and the other things. Well, actually, I could have lots of boy crushes, really, but I'm going to go with Matthew McConaughey because I didn't realise that he was such an amazing actor. And that's like twice this week that I've been surprised by his um, by his work because I also saw Wolf of Wall Street, and even though he's in it for a whole of what ten minutes collectively not even, maybe, maybe like seven minutes collectively, he totally steals the show. He's the, he's the, the best thing about The Wolf of Wall Street, which is an otherwise whatever film. Watch <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. I know, right? So, while, so I'll have weekend. to watch that now.
2: So, I've uh, heard good
0: stuff about Mudd as well. Oh, yeah. What's Mudd? Mudd's,
2: Mudd's a great film. It's like a modern version of, um, of uh, the, M- M- what's that Mark Twain book called? Um, Tom Sawyer. Like uh-huh. a modern version of Tom Sawyer. But like Matthew McConaughey's gone through this whole like McConaughey 2.0. He used to just mm. do like Every crappy rom-coms oh, right oh, right where right he oh. leans against somebody on a poster. <laughs> and yeah, now he's done like since um, uh, Magic Mike and Killer Joe, which I didn't really like, but he's great in that. And he's everything he does these days is amazing.
1: Um, speaking of mud, have you seen on Sesame Street that a segment, True Mud?
5: Have you really? Yeah.
1: It's like they're one of the Muppets. One of the one they call Muppets, or mm, yeah, are they Muppets? Yeah, yeah, no they're Muppets uh, comes into like into the bar, and it's like. I want some true mud. <laughs> oh my goodness, and
5: they're, they're that's like, brilliant. I think I think
1: he's a grouch. Is he a grouch? He's like, I want some true. And they go, and then a horse comes, and he goes, and then a guy comes and he goes, "Mom, bird. He's like, "Not bird, mud. I want true <laughs> mud." And a horse comes and goes. Uh, a cow comes and goes. I got curd. He's like, "Not curd." And they're, they're doing another. Bird Walk Empire was the other one I saw them do the oh, other day. Wow. <laughs> it's great. There's some really
2: good ones on Sesame Street. Sesame
3: Street has some cool like stuff that's just in there for the grown ups because they mm. know the grown ups are having to watch. It's very cool. And ben, had, um,
2: Benedict Cumberbatch, I saw
3: yeah. a photo of the other day, was hosting, on it. Yeah. Oh, right. Hosting. There's no yeah.
2: host on. Well, Is he
3: hosting? Does someone host? I think, he,
2: I, I, think he was, I think he was like the guest star. He
0: was doing a segment uh, as himself and, and having to clarify <laughs> that he's not actually Sherlock. Uh, oh, that's awful.
2: Why would you do that? Pick, pick what, are you worried all of the, the, those, those child fans of Sherlock Watching, are going to have their, <laughs> <laughs> their, their <laughs> like dreams through it?
3: Awful Sherlock. Yeah. No, I love Sherlock. I meant bloody and awfulness is in the show, but I love it.
0: So that's Kim Gordon and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Check out the blog for uh, some cheesecake. If you
6: watch one.
3: Forget to woo.
0: Hey, Marion. Hi. Uh, if you're going to watch one thing this week, what would you tell us to do? You
3: know what I go on and on about all the time is like one of my favourite shows of the last couple of years, A Moody Christmas.
5: Oh,
3: yeah. no. how I good is that? And so the Moody's are back, and it's still deli- it's just the most exciting thing in my life. And um, it was it didn't disappoint. Episode one didn't mm. disappoint. I love those Every crazy characters. People. Great, Every oh, they're character's so great. good. Patrick Brammel is my favourite. As the um the kind of good for nothing brother who puts a spatter in the works and everything, and um but they they're just great. It's mm. a great ensemble cast and it's really smart. Uh, that's Monday night. Is it Sunday night? Wednesdays.
1: Wednesday. Night. Okay?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's on Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesday night. And there's going to be so much goodness because um. Sean McAuliffe's coming back oh, so there's lots of, there's lots of goodness for a Wednesday night will speaks and specs, speaks is, um, and specs is the other goodness that was good. brilliant that was right, it was really yeah. good yeah it was really funny hmm. and um, there was lots of hate there was lots of hate for um, um, the Twitter's. new team on Facebook on the on the speaks and specs Facebook page and on Twitter and other stuff page. but it's I think terrible. I think that it's people good. people just fear change don't they they hate it but uh, I think that they'll they'll warm into it. Like, you could tell that the team was nervous that the new hosts yeah. were um, One the new co-hosts. Yeah. And, and they do it yeah. live now,
5: yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yeah. not so, live, is
3: it? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. no. But so they've are. already got a picture of, uh, from the up on the Facebook page for next week. And Susie Quattro is going to be doing, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but, good. yeah, no, I thought that was really good. So Wednesday nights, you've got Spicks and Specks. You've got the Moody's. What more do you want? It's a bit of fun. Lucas.
2: I think you should watch Arrow. I really liked the first year. Like Second a- year was a little off, but the, uh, two weeks ago, the last episode I watched was amazing. It was really br- brilliantly directed. I think the action sequences have always been the best thing about Arrow, and they were amazing uh, two weeks ago. So I'm really looking forward to catching up with the, the two of me since then.
4: Nicola? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, my want to watch is Rectify, um, which, is, uh, which was one of a lot of people's, including mine, favourite shows of last year. What's Rectify?
3: Was that the dodgy one?
4: Like, and was- Quinn? And yeah, could, hard to watch. C- comes out of prison. Aidan Young. Was so, it really Aiden bloody Aiden, or something? Was, was it know. something that was he, really violent and scary?
3: I
1: found it a bit slow. He but, um.
4: went... He was in jail for 20 years for uh, being accused of raping his girlfriend at the time. He was on death row. and killing, and he was on death row. Mm. He's come back 20 years later to the town. Back to the town. He grew up in, and he, you know, has to try and learn how to live in the town, and people obviously hate him, and he's trying to fit back in with his family, and it, he's a bit awkward and strange. It sounds boring. And it's yeah. not boring. And there's a very weird scene where he's um in his room masturbating to the drones which was strange. Mm. Oh, Lauren mm. talked strange. about this when
3: Lauren came on for not the. Not strange.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Roseborn
3: came on and told us about oh, her favourite oh, shows, well, and Rectify oh, was one of her, her favourite yeah, shows. Sorry, and you was talked was about too. the jerking off the we yeah, off we'll Talked about that. His sisters watching. I wasn't.
1: And then what? He goes to get his walkman out, and the batteries still work after twenty years. Yeah, unbelievable.
4: Whatever. Honestly, reality. SBS is showing it. I like. It's good. It is good. It sounds. I mean, from what I've said, it sounds a bit. It's good. But it's, I, I think it's it sort of slow and moody and a bit. It's yeah. quite, I think it's quite interesting. Yeah. You're recommending it. Oh, well, listening. I like it a lot, but I did just. It's, right. Maybe okay. it's Now
1: weird. I don't know. I was going to say to what to watch was watch um, um, episode two of the miniseries In Excess Never Tear Us
0: Apart. Mm, mm-hmm. um, everybody everybody
1: no, should be um, no good. Yeah. good in it at all. So yeah. that's on.
0: Good on Sunday some of I think. Um But Hop- I hopefully, think hopefully that that stud gets all his gear off next week oh that guy in
4: that oh. mesh singlet oh. wow no.
3: hot he's got a good, good mo like hot. his mo
1: might be cut out that's I'll be talking about this again in 20 years like the time I was on Blue Heelers <laughs> 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 um the what to watch is the returned. Have you seen this? It's on. I saw oh, it advertised. Stop. Have you seen it? Oh, oh, oh my Revenant. god, it's so good!
5: It's the, really good. Have you talked? So good.
1: We What's t- the t- return? We t- we're going to talk oh. about
4: it soon, aren't we? Yes. yes,
1: I think it's on. It might be on ABC or SBS.
2: Or I saw it advertised. and went,
1: oh, they're playing this. It's really good.
4: It's What's so it about? spooky. Have you seen it, Lucas? Oh,
2: you're not going to ruin. You seen it? I don't know if it's connected. Uh, I've seen the f- a French movie it's, years ago yeah. that was the same title, yeah. and I believe the series is somehow so, like a yeah. retelling of that. Yeah,
1: it's really yeah. good. Really eerie.
2: Excellent.
4: And Mogwai, do Still the You haven't told me what it's about. It's about okay. one
2: day the dead just wake up, so it's like a zombie story, but like alternative right, zombies. Right, they're zombie. not coming to get yeah. your brains, they're just alive, but maybe they've got some yeah. alternative plan that so, no whoa. one knows about.
1: If one day you, you, your dead cousin turns up and says, oh, hey, what's what's happening? And what's you look going? like, what are you doing here? They like, what do you mean? What am I doing here? Alive.
2: Yeah. Life. You're literally quoting lines from my short <laughs> film now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this
1: oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, dickhead. It's about time travel. It's
3: called I'm you, dickhead. Um,
1: Is there a cousin in it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um,
3: The guy goes back in time, and it's responds. on
1: SBS
4: yeah. two. Yeah. He's, he's, he's ruined two. enough of
1: the film, yeah. all right. Let's SBS on. two, SBS two, the return. The return. When's that on? Um,
4: Tuesday, nine twenty. Tuesday, nine twenty. I like zombie stuff. will check it out. It's not
1: full zombie. It's just.
3: Is there blood and shit? Do their heads like? Is pass and No, look, well, it's
1: it's really good. It's just really good. It's okay. like how
3: Lucas said they're just sort of. They're just there, they dead, people. and now they're not dead. What, yeah, they're they, dead. they look like? Do they look like when they were killed? What
5: if no, they were killed in a horrible accident? No, they're,
2: if they're fine. And so, oh. what do you, but what, what do if you they saw? were blown up in a car accident? Well, well, well that would be fine. Before whatever is that? Hamish no. yeah. and if Blue Heelers, <laughs> if Blue Heelers were
1: still around, they probably would bring him back. Totally <laughs> 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 would. <laughs> they would. Uh, but no, it's like. <laughs> if, but people don't want to say like if one, for example one family their their daughter turns up. You don't want to go look. You don't go around telling people say look my daughter. You want her there you know they they yeah. don't want to they don't want to say they don't want to taken away again from her yeah um so oh
3: cuz you can dob people in you can well, say hey well, yeah, she's back get, why is she he back died. how they going to explain who she Everyone is should who, be in the more
1: they're not going to want to say they don't want to tell anyone. so anyway wow. look that's why i found it so interesting. what is what it do you do?
3: what is it a secret code for like you know how these things in films are like secret codes for like racism or something to do with maybe hiv or
1: you know I think what I found interesting is the, about it is that people, because they don't look like zombies and, and dead people, they embrace them. But if they did look like dead people, they probably wouldn't embrace them. Right. So embrace people who look like dead people.
5: <laughs> that's, the, that's the hidden message behind it. Yeah. Right.
1: Love everyone.
0: I, mm. I saw a, an extended sneak peek Ads over the weekend. Uh, I'm not sure what Janet was on, but there's a US show coming called Resurrection, which has that same. Mm. Oh right, same well, there, and, and there was the
2: British series In the Flesh. Oh, that's so, Like it's a little oh, oh, thing. The same, similar sort of zombie, similar thing. The dead yeah. coming back, and and, and and people dobbing them in. And
1: well, this one's got this one's got French. It's French. So it's got subtitles, so if you're into that sort of thing, it might be way up your alley. Um, but Mogwai is the. Have you ever a band called Mogwai? Yeah. They did the soundtrack for it, mm. uh, and I, I believe it's a really great... Sa- you said that? When? Yeah, she did. She said it before. Yeah. In the microphone? Also, <laughs> that was the only thing. I maybe not. Maybe I it was it. into the
3: microphone. Did you think it? No, sure. no, she actually <laughs> said it into the microphone. Did you think it and not say it? <laughs> uh, anyway, so,
1: but the interesting about Mogwai, maybe that's why I thought of it, because I heard you say it, and then they... Did you say this as well? That they wrote the they they wrote the last couple of episodes around the music. No, I didn't say that. So they got, got so the first few episodes I think Mogwai composed to what they the script and then the last ones they did it the other way around. Mm. Which is why it gets a bit weird.
5: Mm.
4: But that soundtrack mm. is awesome. It's an awesome soundtrack, mm. yeah. My boyfriend's phone rings like one of the tracks, it's really spooky. Oh. That is creepy. The music. Uh, Brett, what's your what to watch?
0: I am going to have a look at something that uh, I did. I did so much catching up over the over the summer break, and uh, I'm I'm hanging out for the Blacklist uh, new episodes of that. That uh, we we reviewed that together, mm, did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a rollicking ride. But it was uh, awful. Marion <laughs> hates it. But New Girl. Uh, is what oh, You are mad cute. 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 You you, aren't
3: you? You've oh. had that as your thing to watch before. You can't have yeah, it twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you
1: can watch it. You can watch whatever you want. can watch. Have it to watch? Okay. You watch. okay, all right.
3: But he's telling well, me, you what I, to watch. Let me, <laughs> let me just say
0: that, that I'm, I'm not sure about where Girls has gone in this uh, latest It's season. weird,
3: isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like they're all weird caricatures of their like original characters. Like, Mar- what the fuck's happened to Marnie? She's turned into this... Ju- I mean, she was like a quirky kind of... Which one's Self-obsessed. The, the, the self-obsessed pretty yeah. one. The, the brunette. British one. The one who was working no, in no, the gallery. No, no, no. That's not Marnie. Oh, Marnie. Oh, Marnie's oh, the, oh, the, the girl who, um, she's like pretty and blonde and in love with herself and she yeah. worked in an art gallery
0: and whatever. singing inappropriately. Mm, yeah. okay. Would you say she's blonde? She didn't no, she's a brunette.
2: She's brown hair. I said didn't she's you a brunette. Say, I think you said she's. No, blonde. I said brunette. Fortunately, it's an audio podcast, and people can go back and listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Rewind, rewind, folks. Brunette. Um, and find the bit where you said mogwine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're all. <laughs> they're all kind of intolerable, really. I don't like any of the characters, but mm. I really like the show. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is, you know, that's fine. Because that would have been my thing to it's watch. It's going to be my thing to watch next week. Well, good. Spoilers
6: letter Did You read
1: it. You're a godsend.
6: Savior. No, I'm. I'm just postman. The
1: postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. So this pod- this is, podcast really ro- is going to be a really show. long show. But what if you broke it into two blockbuster nights, of podcasting? <laughs> you know what I mean? That could work.
0: That could work, Dave. <laughs> Play it over two nights.
3: Do letters because we should address the woman. So we might
0: let the letters uh, carry over until next week if you've got a letter but for us. But then the woman's going
3: to be like, why haven't you received, why haven't you responded to me? Oh, hey
0: lady, we're back. We're back. It's okay. We're <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shut up, we're back, we're telling you what to watch, get on
0: with it, wow. move on
3: with your life So
1: hang on, let me get this right, you get one a lovely letter from someone <laughs> who takes some time to go, look well, I listen to your podcast, I really like it, when are you guys going to be back, Is says, reply? Shut up lady, yeah, stick it, stick your podcast, <laughs> we'll make it when we're ready to make it for you What was her name, she has a name? Are you sure
3: you don't give her a name I'm sure. No they'll just make her real to us And we can't we don't want to feel We don't want to feel thing.
1: anything mm. Who's, What does it say This is good housekeeping you should do it now Kate Elliott writes Thank you Kate
0: Any more podcasts from you guys My mates don't watch telly so I rely on your podcast For some vicarious TV talk
3: so we should explain uh, the lengthy break.
0: The lengthy break. Yeah, we we did have a kind of end of year show lined up that, that then, I can't remember what happened. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was out <laughs> of town or something like that. Stuff. Yeah, Steel was going to be and Dave was going to be mm. on the phone. We had it all oh, lined yeah. up.
3: Oh, and that's
1: then right.
0: They were going to call me. I
3: no. think Steel, Steel think had no a personal crisis because his, his partner moved to... LA, LA is working in That's LA, right. and he can't. Are, are we giving yeah.
1: away too much with that? In film and TV, <laughs> is
3: this because is this because Steele can't be known to have a partner because he is a sex symbol? Like you know when when hot stars aren't allowed to have like say that they've got a partner like because they, need, they need the audience to to yeah. think that they're single so that they can be coveted. Mm. That's why mm. I don't talk about the kid. Mm.
1: You could you talk, you, have you, you talk about the kid. <laughs> You've talked about the today. So, Kate, was her name Kate or was it Lisa? Kate. Kate. Kate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Kate.
0: Well, Kate, Kate, I, I, I hope, Kate. hope that this has filled Kate a Kate hole talk for about you. about television,
1: give her my details and we can talk TV. Dave, why don't you just read out your email address and, <laughs> and they can all contact you. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a hotmail address if she's still interested. <laughs> no, maybe a deal breaker. I, I saw her just um, disconnect. <laughs> yeah, but lovely. It's very nice to hear from Kate, and I, th- I think we should treat mm-hmm. you. Well, should, also, we also treat we're, we're making up people. for it by having this massive episode. massive episode.
4: episode. Dedicate. We'll
1: dedicate it to
3: Kate. Dedicated? Yeah. yeah.
4: Dedicate Did you say that? It. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. You said that. Yeah. Dedicate I thought it. with it. You said
5: it.
3: For Kate. But we've given her heaps of shows and stuff to, like, get onto, but now hopefully she's, like, still got some time to do it and she wasn't on holidays and was thinking,
1: I totally could be watching heaps of shows.
4: Well, I'm glad, Well, I'm glad she wrote and we're back. Okay, mm.
0: thanks for
1: all your support. And Thank uh, you, Kate. Send her out a um, um, price pack or something. Yeah.
0: Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast done. Pork is on the table. Now we didn't even touch on, well we we touched briefly on the non-canonical podcast and not at all on on the comics and, and stuff. Lucas, if people are into that sort of stuff, uh, uh, what can
2: they do? Th- well, they can go to iTunes and, um, and uh, subscribe to Noncanonical.
1: What <laughs> I thought you could do is put your podcast on over two blockbuster nights on at the same time. Wow. Oh, this and we one. could, yeah. Head to head. That's mm. what they do
3: these non- days. non quite popular, so maybe let's not do that.
2: <laughs> First I heard of it. <laughs> I'll have to have a chat to our marketing people,
0: Dave. <laughs> now, apparently, uh, because of the damage you did with your excess uh, show yesterday, mm-hmm. Dave, they do have an encore performance of the uh, Chappelle show oh, movie wow. on tonight. Mm, in, wow. in that same time that they originally scheduled it. Sorry, mm. you
3: probably missed it because this yeah, day... been going on for oh.
1: hours. I'll let you know what happens. She gets out. She gets <clears> to
3: <throat> no way,
0: so they actually gave it away in the in just the one episode, <laughs> not unlike in excess i I'm waiting i'm itching to find out what happens mm-hmm. there's a twist of a there's piece no of, of a piece
3: of rope I don't, I don't know.
1: know what it wasn't. You know, that's just... You were, his, come on.
3: you were his backup guy or whatever you called it. You were his spot. Support. No, I mean, he played his spotter in the film, right? No, no I don't play... No, no, this
5: is... <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's getting, like? This, is, this is seriously being going for about three hours.
5: <laughs> 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 this longer than Lord of the Rings. Isn't it? Uh, so, so
1: k- Kate, is that her name? So, Kate, she can, she's got three hours. She can listen to this whole three hours. Get some popcorn. <laughs> Get some popcorn or something. And sit down. Listen to it. Maybe we'll uh, we'll release one with a, a commentary track as well. Oh, podcast commentary. Oh, yeah. wow!
5: You
3: could com- comment over the commentary. Yeah,
1: that's good. Mm. That's very good. Does the non-canonicals do that?
0: No. Oh, well, we'll we'll get on this if <laughs> <laughs> we can get one out get before start. Thursday. <laughs> get it started. Great. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode three hundred and sixty-two. I'd like to thank Lucas. Testro, Thank you for having me. Nothing to do with Tiestro or those big synths, which I always found so cheesy in that European dance mm-hmm. group. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> no, knows what you're talking about. Girling <laughs> would never do that, would they? Oh, no. my God. No. Alex no. Lloyd? No. No, No, Alex Lloyd was never that beady. No,
1: they would never I
0: know. Oh, No no, no, after, after Ollie Olsen.
1: If I know the guys who are playing the guys, <laughs> like I know the guys, <laughs> no. No, they wouldn't.
0: And thanks to our co hosts. Marion Blythe. Nicola Holiday. Dave Lawson. And I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace out. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the universe, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. The show is produced by Brett Cropley with Marion Blythe, Steele Saunders, Nicola Holiday, Chris Tutty, and the very handsome Dave Lawson. Brett Cropley records, edits, and produces the audio. Peter Wilson keeps everything nicely greased up on the internet end. If you enjoyed this show, please spread the word. You can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, tell three friends, write emails, post on Facebook, start a Tumblr blog, write some fan fiction, pitch a movie of the week biopic, or even tweet about us everything counts send us your thoughts feelings and deepest secrets through the contact us form on the blog at boxcutters.net on the twitters at boxcutterscast or at facebook.com boxcutters so Lucas, on, on your podcast, have you had anybody uh, special, anybody famous in to have a bit of a chat? 200 episodes, you must have had a lot of time to... Oh, we,
2: have, we have famous people you would have within, talked the, to, within uh, the comics industry. You I would don't have talked to the... Joss Whedon about uh, the, the uh, Josh, comic he comes over. To, he comes over to our Yarraville Studios all the time, just hangs out, we have a beer and chat.
3: So you might have had, you might have had some pretty special guests. You know who
2: our
6: favourite guest was? Yeah. Who is your favourite guest, Brett? Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to, or have just missed, Box Gutters.